Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast, where we talk about inspiring stories, give practical advice, and a community of support for entrepreneurs. Okay. Well, hey, first of all, thank you for coming on. Just appreciate you. Thanks for being a part. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Matthew Talks podcast. I'm here with Aaron Matthew with Danger Fox. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'd love to give you a moment to introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, my name is Aaron Matthew. I uh, live in Hewitt, Texas, originally from Dallas, Texas. Whoop, whoop, go Cowboys. Oh, watch out. <laughs> uh, but we live in Hewitt, Texas. I'm married to an amazing hardworking, beautiful woman, Rachel, and my three boys. Uh, my eldest is 11, it's Judah, and then I have a middle. He's eight, it's Gideon. My youngest is Zion. He is, uh, he'll be six in two weeks, goodness gracious. They grow up quick. Time flies, they huh? They do, when you're having fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we live in Hewitt. Uh, I own a company called Danger Fox. Uh, Danger Fox Inc. to be exact, and uh, we build high-end furniture for recording studios, desks, racks, beautiful stuff. I love mm. it. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we do. That's what I do. That's who I am. Uh, I'm not Danger Fox, actually. I am a real human. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I love Jesus, and I love people, and I love mm. the great city of Waco and Hewitt. And, um, yeah, that's who I am. I, I love every bit of that. Um, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years. It's been an incredible journey. Um, and I, I love the fact that, you know, as an entrepreneur, I mean, we'll get, we're going to get into your story here in just a minute of like how this all transpired and how it all came to be, um, which is a really cool story. Uh, and I think one of the coolest things is seeing people have not necessarily just confidence, but just have fulfillment in life and what they do. Um, and that's one of my encouragements just from my friendship with you is, you know, I've seen, I see that fulfillment in you and what you do and how you pursue people, how you value people. Uh, and that's one of the main reasons why, uh, I'm so thankful you get to come on. Um, and one thing you just said, you know, I have to, I have to go back here and say something about it. I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I hope we can still be <laughs> friends. Uh, but I do know, and I feel the pain of the Cowboys fans here recently, you know, not trying to bro- open up old wounds or nothing, but I'm just Throwing some sympathy out there. Hey, I feel for you. Hang in there. Your time's coming. All right. <laughs> uh, the last probably six years was our year. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I, you know, there's no offense taken there. I think the Cowboys have it coming for sure. Every year, I'm going to say it. Every year. Every year. This is our year. It's your this year. This is our year. Yep. Whether it's not, or, whether it's not, or it is. Yeah. It's our year. It's your year. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's a fun. Well, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper now into, you know, the big decision. Okay. Danger Fox. Where did this transpire from? How did this come to be? 
um, and just kind of go and go, go from there. Yeah. Uh, so we, man, I think we got to go back to, uh, we grew up, I grew up in Dallas, been a musician my whole life. Um, took the road less traveled, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, graduated high school early, 17 years old, went to college, uh, went to an actual Bible college and, um, hated it to the degree that I loved the Bible and I loved Jesus, but I hated religion. Mm. And so, but I was a musician, loved music, um, had a little bit of say, you know, a little rebel in me, you know, didn't want to, um, be told what to do. I didn't want to be told that I couldn't do what I was dreaming of. I didn't want to be told that, uh, that it was, my dreams were too big, you know? And so I, I learned real quickly that the institution of college, um, was great and is great for a lot of people, but wasn't great for me. And so, although I loved the school that I went to and, and I think I met so many people there that really, um, I'll say got me to where I am today. And a lot of the relationships I made there were super significant in my early days of just as a musician, but just, um, uh, just learning and growing and, and, uh, just being a good man, you know, and being Mm -hmm. a a good husband now, I think so much of, of those days, just learning how to, Oh, just have integrity, you know, from early, from early on and have, good character goes a long way in it. Uh, and when you build off of those foundations, the, uh, your life, um, can really be um, pretty supernatural significant and you can do a lot of things on that kind of foundation. So, um, I think moving forward, you know, moved to Tyler, gosh, in 2008 and I joined a band there, uh, was on the road for a long time. Um, and then, uh, gosh, probably in 2013 or 14, I quit the band uh, the Lord told me to to get off the road, um, mm. but there were some new seasons coming. So I got off the road, and we had already started a family or so. Uh, we had, I think we had Judah, our oldest at that point in time. So, um, and just like Lord, what's next, man? You know, like we've been doing this music thing for a long time. You know, since I was seventeen, and um, so yeah, the, the Lord was just like, put your hands to work, so I have something to bless. And I'm like, mm. well, what is that? You know, life on the road and and life in a band and life touring for so long has been such a, a huge portion of, you know, who I was and, and what I did and to not do that anymore was pretty, uh, pretty tough. So just trying to relearn who I was, relearn what I was outside of the road, what I, lo- right. I was, who I was outside of touring, mm. um, put a lot of my identity there, uh, which can be really good, but I think can also be really bad if it's not, if it's not checked and it's right. not, you know, in the, in the right mindset and, and based in the right things. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, when I got off the road, Lord, what's next? He said, put your hands to work. So I have something blessed. I just went back into the studio and just started producing, recording, uh, working with artists, kind of artist development, working with some younger artists, developing bands and did a bunch of records and had a blast doing it. Was fortunate enough to be able to get paid to do it, which was great having a young family. So I uh, did that for, for a while. We moved to Redding, California in 2015 and uh, was a part of a big church out there, part of the community, loved that city, loved what the Lord took us out there for. We were there for five years. During that time, had a recording studio, wasn't a commercial studio, it was very much just for myself, uh, personal stuff, but also just working with other people. It was a private studio too. 
record records and produce the records I wanted to make and make the music I wanted to make. And so was doing that for a while. And then the Lord just told me, you know, it's time to lay that down for a little bit. Mm. I want you to start this business. And this business kind of came up out of a need for myself. I was looking for a desk and looking for some furniture as I was finally starting to get my clientele base and the people I worked with kind of getting that solid and being able to have consistency there. Uh, anybody you talk to in that industry, it's, it's all about consistency. It's all about creating consistent income because it can be feast and famine. Yep. You know, it can, you can do a lot for a few months, six months or so, but then you can also have a drought. Um, so it's just creating consistency there and, and being able to do records, but you know, in that industry, it's a creative industry. So you don't really care about the money you make. You right. just, you just <laughs> go until it's done. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a fun time. We, I, so I was basically looking for a desk for my own studio and decided, man, I don't want to spend five, $6,000 on a desk, um, that's made out of cheap materials. Uh, MDF particle board. Right. It's like, go, it's like you go to Ikea and they're like, Oh yeah, here's a table. It's, it's uh, you know, the cheapest table we have, but we're going to sell it to you for five grand. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, you don't go to like, Ikea to buy a, right. a $6,000 couch. No. You and know, it's the reason why you go to Ikea is because you can get it for 1500 bucks or a thousand bucks. Cheap. Yeah. And affordable, affordable, but yet cool, maybe stylish. Like they haven't, it's, it's Scandinavian, <laughs> you know, so you kind of get the, you know, that touch, but you're not spending a, a trunk mm -hmm. load of money. So anyway, so I, I decided to build one for myself and I did that and I screwed it up the first time. Um, happened trial and error. It was it, trial and error. I screwed up a couple of dimensions and, and I was pretty, I, I still am. I'm pretty, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself OCD, but I'm very picky. And I had a couple of the, uh, just a couple of dimensions that were driving me nuts. So I decided I'm going to throw this up on Craigslist. I'm going to sell it. And all I want is my money back. Yeah. That's it. So I had about 200 bucks in it. And I said, if I can get my money back, I'll just build another one. And it'll be the right way. And, and I'll be good. And everybody's happy. I win. They win. We're all good. So I threw it up on Craigslist. And a dude from LA drove nine hours to get it. I had no idea it was anything. I didn't think it was anything. Um, but I had a few friends like, you should do this. You should really build a business out of this. Like, I think you have something. And, you know, really at that time I, I didn't want to do it. Wow. I did, I'd had no previous woodworking experience. I was handy, but you know, I didn't want to do this. Um, yeah, so I this was a side thing. You're just like, yeah. I'm just solving my need. <laughs> right, right, right. And everybody, everybody else had the same need mm. and, and, and saw the same thing. And so when we got into it, when I got into it, uh, <laughs> I had guys, I had posted on the Craigslist ad. I said, Hey, I screwed this up. This is what's wrong with it. If you're okay with that, you can get it for cheap. I'm just going to build me another one. I just want my money that I have in it back out of it. Mm -hmm. And I had four or five other guys in the same week say, Hey, if you're going to build yourself one, another one, can you build me one? Mm. And I'll, and I'll pay you for it. And I'm like, you know, I think I can probably make a few bucks, you know, maybe take me a couple of weeks and I'll, and I saw four or five people doing that. And so that's really how it's all, that's really how it all started is I started to go down the rabbit hole of figuring out how I can build these a bit quicker than, you know, a week a piece or two weeks a piece. And, and so I found a couple of local places and just started to go down the rabbit hole of woodworking and the rabbit hole of, you know, CNC manufacturing and machine work and all these different crazy things that you can do to speed things up and make things more accurate and, uh, so, yeah, so I had a bunch of friends, man, you got to do this. You got to do this. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to be in my studio. I want to make music. And, you know, when you build something for so long and then you finally get, you know, consistency and you've created something 
cool and fun and you're, and you're not worried about like when necessarily when the next dollar's coming in or, mm-hmm. you, you know, you've, you've got enough to where you're okay, man, it feels good. You know, yeah. you've, you've built it for a while. And so that's where I was and I didn't want to get out of it and I wanted mm-hmm. to stay there. So, but man, the, it, it's cool because I think I'm so happy that I, I'm so happy that the Lord told me to do that. I'm so happy that I made the decision to do it. Uh, the life that I have now is so, I, w- I wouldn't say it's more rewarding. It's as rewarding and it is, um, it has taught me so much about myself. It's taught me so much about money. It's taught me so much about obviously the business world, uh, not really knowing anything about the business world coming in, uh, not knowing how to run a company, not knowing. I mean, it's, it's a completely different story running business finances than your personal finances. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people really understand that. I think, and that, and it's a big thing. I, I don't think, a, I don't think a lot of businesses fail due to money issues or they can't sell a product to sell. They, they, uh, they fail because of lack of management. Well, how mm-hmm. do you manage a business? I have no idea. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Good. So, right. uh, so yeah, so just learning a lot about myself, learning a lot about what, uh, what real happiness is, you know, mm. when, when you, when you dive off into something that you don't know what you're doing and the pressure comes, you know, and you go, okay, why do I feel all this anxiety right now? Why do I, why am I so afraid of what I don't know is going to happen? You know, why is this affecting me this way? Right. And so, yeah, man, it's just been a, it's been a wild ride for sure. And, and we can dive off into that uh, deeper if you want, but it's just been a, 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 we've been in business five and a half years and it's been five and a half years of, uh, not knowing what's next, uh, never being able to predict what's going to happen to, um, being able to see for being able to see out in the future and go, I think I can probably make better decisions now to help what I know is going to come, uh, not affect me like it did before, Mm. uh, where I can project a little bit and go, Hey, I remember when that came out of nowhere and I didn't realize it was going to affect me that way. And then all of a sudden I had all this pressure had all this anxiety going to bed at night, you know, just wheels turning two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, wheels turning going, how do I get out of this? Mm. You know, how do I change this? You know, and a lot of it's too, it's just, you know, when there's financial pressure, you, a lot of us will knee jerk react. Yep. We'll make decisions based on what's sitting in front of us versus who we are, what we're called to, what we're supposed to be doing. If all of the anxiety and fear wasn't there, what decisions would you You're make? Right. Yeah. You know? What are you sacrificing in that moment and giving up just for instant satisfaction of, oh, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And just taking what's in front of you versus saying, okay, hey, hold on a second. Let's reevaluate, yeah. reapproach, broaden our, our view finder in right. a way and have vision and cast it one, but two implement, like, uh, like you said, yeah. management, like how do yeah. I manage? That's right. And I think that like they, it's business management. It, it's all about management crisis management. Mm-hmm. How Very do you true. manage these situations that are unpredictable, predictable, and how can you have the, the foresight to say, how do we, how can we do this? Right. Right. I think a lot of times, you know, you, we just try to relieve the pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So we try to make decisions Hands down. just to relieve the pressure. And so it's a, I mean, I mean, I, I, 
I always wanted to try to relieve the pressure. Who doesn't want to relieve the pressure, you know? Um, but, but a lot of times that's not relieving the pressure is not, um, what actually fixes the issue no the problem, you know? Mm-mm. So it's, it's learning how to make decisions. Um, it's perspective, I should say. It's, mm. it's the perception you have on what's in front of you. It's the perspective you have to, of, of what it is. Mm. And, and I think if you change your perspective on whatever the issue is, uh, you change your perspective on the financial pressure, you know, it's always a, uh, I, it's always a learning phase. It's always, something that you can take and learn from it. It's always a, a, I say learning phase, a learning opportunity that you can take it and, and really learn how, how do I get through this? How do I not make a decision that's going to be detrimental to my business, to my family, uh, to my employees, to, mm. uh, to our reputation. Um, that could be as simple as making a decision or, you know, updating a customer when you know that, oh man, we're behind schedule and right. I know they're going to be mad. Well, what do you say? Do I relieve the pressure and say something that's untrue? Yeah. Or do I, just to relieve the pressure, do mm. I say something? Do I, do I over promise mm. <laughs> and then have to under deliver it mm-hmm. um, just to relieve the pressure, you know? And I think um, there's so many learning opportunities there, but uh but yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely made this whole business and everything we've done here has been such a, um, such growth in our life, in my life, my wife and I, uh, you know, I remember, you know, we were, we had just moved here in 2020. It was actually the beginning of the, it was like the beginning of the climb of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was like when things were, everybody was like, oh, they got to shut it down or yeah, what are they going to do? Who can stay open? Who, yeah. Who is essential? You yep. know? And uh, we moved during that time, which was great. Mm. So, so much fun to move in that time. Uh, going, it, they were having those those things. Where we're like, oh, we don't know if we're going to be able to cross state lines. Are they going to kick us? Because they had checkpoints and all right. this stuff they were set like, up. <laughs> yeah, they were. It was serious. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then coming from California too, people are going, oh, those Californians. Like, no, no, no. We're trying to get back to the motherland. <laughs> yeah. We're the good side. We're the good people <laughs> yeah. here. Please, let we're us coming back, back home. Let us through. Let us back. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyways, but, you know, I remember a time when we moved here, you know, we had, we had moved into this building. We'd came here uh, a couple months before, a few months before. We didn't know we were going to move that soon, but we'd come here to check out Waco. We'd never been here before. We'd driven through, but we never really stopped, and, yeah. you know. And so we came to just scope it out, and the Lord had told us, you know, through a dream, long story short, through a dream that I had, the Lord had told us, hey, Waco's the new spot. We're rolling. We didn't think we were going to be leaving. We were in Redding, California, so we didn't think we were going to be leaving until, like, you know, maybe the boys were older. We were looking at buying land. There was all kinds of plans that we were making. And then, you know, boom, the Lord just mm. up and said, Hey, it's time to go. Um, and we're really happy we did, but, uh, we got here, we, we came here for a visit. We found a building that was kind of our, our big thing. Our big to do was to just move the business here, get up and running and, uh, get the business back up and go and hire some people. And then we could, you know, fill more comfortable and settled to, you know, find a house or an apartment or whatever. So right. we, we decided to take three boys and live in an RV. It's a really great decision. Um, some people would have hated it. I enjoyed it for a little bit of time. And then it was like overnight it flipped and it's like, okay, we're done. I'm not doing this anymore. We're that's all like, done. that's like you go camping and you're like, okay, yeah, I can camp for like maybe four or five days, but then that <laughs> yeah. sixth day when everybody starts to smell real bad <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I burnt the toast. Nope, yeah. I'm done. No, I'm done. <laughs> we're going home. Yeah. Um, anyways, but we had, we found a building, we got here and we moved. I mean, it was a grueling truck 
trek, sorry, across the United States. We get here and um, we get all of our equipment, everything moved into this building and we're, we're getting things set up and, and I'm stoked to get the business back up and going and just get up and running. I had, we had orders that we really needed to get out. And, and so we're hooking up all the equipment. And I look over at the wall and look on the wall, the panel, the electrical panel on the wall. I was like, man, that's a tiny panel. This is supposed to be like a three phase power building. No. And, uh, and it was such a tiny panel. I went over there, took the panel. While I was like, Oh no. And they told us it was a three phase, a three phase, uh, three phase yeah. building. And, uh, and so I, I called him and I'm like, Hey, uh, this is real bad news. I'm like pretty much like probably 60, 70% set up. I got to get up and running and there's, there's not the correct power in here to run all that equipment. That was a part of our lease. It was a part right. of our agreement. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, Oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We thought it was there. Um, so I thought, Oh, they're just going to, you know, you know, give, they're going to buy me out of this contract or something. And they're going to abandon ship or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're not going to invest all this money in this building. We're just, you know, you guys can move to another place and you know, we'll help whatever. And um, they didn't, they said, well, we'll, we'll put the power there. I said, cool. That kind of makes it easy that I can, keep all my stuff here and they'll just bring the power in. Well, it wasn't that simple and it took six months. Oh, wow. For the power to get there. Right. So here we are in this building with a business orders coming in and we're like, Oh my goodness, we can't make this product anymore. So I'm going, I'm calling everywhere. I'm cold calling people around town. I've just, I had been here, but a few weeks I'm mm-hmm. cold calling people, other businesses, woodworking shops to, you know, cabinet shops, you, you name it. And I'm just looking for machinery. I'm looking for people that I can rent their space out or I can, you know, Hey, can I buy some time and come in and just make it work, you know, cut product on your machines, you know, whatever. And I found a couple of people, but it just didn't work out. And so I had a few friends in Dallas. We, we went that direction, but here's the problem was that I was, I was sending files to Dallas to have them cut and, you know, process all of our, all of our materials and then having to go to temple and Mm. use a machine out in temple and drive to McKinney and all this crazy stuff. And I was just losing money. I just wasn't making any money because everything that we made, it was just going right out the door to have all everybody else make my product. And we almost lost the business at that point in time. And I, I say all that to say this is that there was a time when we're in the, we're in the RV still. And my wife is like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, I understand this is really, really hard. Um, when you don't, when you have no control and mm-hmm. it's nothing that you've done, you know, to, to create the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's that moment when you have a decision to go, okay, there's all this pressure, just a mountain of pressure. And my family's feeling it. My wife is feeling it, you know, and she is the most, I mean, forgiving, loving, will just bootstrap it alongside mm-hmm. of you. You know, she's not, she's not this, you know, I got to have it this way and I need to have my nest in my house, you know, this way. And I've got to have it perfectly this way. And she's just not, she's not that way. I mean, she grew up, you know, on the mission field and for a lot of years in Mexico and, and, you know, she's seen her dad get, you know, held up, you know, uh, gunpoint in Mexico missionaries, wow. you know, and, and so, you know, she's not, she's not scared of work. She's not scared of, you know, doing something that's hard, but mm-hmm. it had gotten to the point where it was like, we, she doesn't want to do this anymore. It's just so hard, mm. you know? And so I think at that, that moment, we almost lost the business there. And she said, she said, I remember that having the conversation funny, we were just talking about this the other day. Cause you know, when you recall those times when you, when you're in your, those hard moments and you're, 
you recall those things and you go, oh man, I remember when that happened. And I remember the decision I made to persevere through that. Yes. And so, and, and what that felt like, you know? And so we went, we were talking and she said, I can't do this anymore. I said, I understand. I said, uh, if you need to take a break and just be with the boys, don't be in the shop, don't do anything like you just do you, I'll take care of everything. And she's like, but I can't not, I can't do that and leave you doing this by yourself. There's no way you can get it all done. I'm like, I understand, but I'll, I'll do my best. I understand the pressure is really hard right now and it's, and it stinks to be in this position. But, uh, and she said, well, if you do it, then we're all going to do it. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't tell you that I can do something else right now. I said, I, I know it's hard and I know we're almost, we're, we're this close from losing our business. I said, but I, the Lord hasn't told me to do anything else. And I said, if he told me to do something else, I promise you I would do it in a heartbeat because I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard. And I didn't, it, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it because I didn't enjoy it or didn't like it. It was because the pressure was so huge at that point mm. and I couldn't control anything and I didn't know what to do to get out of it. And so you feel helpless. You feel like, man, I've got all these customers that I've given my word to, to, to get them a product. And, and it's, and here we are and I can't deliver that. And so, um, it was just really tough. So we, she, I said, I can't do anything else. The Lord hasn't told me to do anything else. So I'm, I'm going to keep going. And if you want to keep doing this with me, I welcome that. But if you need to take a break, that's totally fine. And it was at that moment that, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, the, it says in Deuteronomy where the, it says the Lord gives you the, the, the power to make wealth. Mm. The Lord gives you the power to be successful. And it talks about in Deuteronomy when, when, the, when the, the, the Israelites, when he was, they were, he was taking them into the promised land. And uh, <laughs> he says, if you start in chapter eight, he, he goes down and he starts saying, you know, don't forget what I did for you in the desert. Don't forget that I brought, I brought water <laughs> and honey from a rock. Mm. Don't forget that I provided for you. Don't forget that like you were there for 40 years and your clothes never went out. <laughs> your it, it literally says your, your feet never swelled. You wow. Know? Basically he's saying, I took care of you for 40 years in the desert, right? He says, don't forget this. Who was your provider? Don't forget this. And he goes on to say, now that I've taken you into the promised land, again, don't forget what I did for you here. Don't, don't, don't have everything that you've ever wanted and forget what I did. Mm. Don't start, start serving other gods, bowing down before them. Don't start serving other gods because this will destroy you, you know? And we're talking about, I'm talking about all this stuff is because he talks about the Lord tests you. Uh, in chapter eight, he talks about how the Lord tests you. And I feel like a lot of times the Lord will test you to see what your reaction is. He will test you to go, is he still saying yes to me? Will I allow these things to happen to test to see where he's at? Will he still say yes? And it's like Job in a way, you know, mm -hmm. will he still say yes to me? And every time I can tell you, it was like, it wasn't a perfect yes. You know, it was a struggled yes. Right. But it was always a yes. And, and, and for me and for Rachel, for our family, it's always been a yes to the Lord. It's always been, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I know and I trust you that you're good. And I trust that in every step of our lives that you'll take care of us. 
And so in that moment, it was a choice when everything was burning down around us, what it felt like, uh, was my yes still there? You know, was mm. I, was my heart still in it to yes. go? Lord, yes. Right. I'm still here. I don't care what it looks like. If I trust you, I trust you, you know? And, I'll, and a lot of, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear is just, is like fear happens to be your future without God in it. Fear happens to be your future, uh, like a destroyed future. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fearing what's coming when right. I don't know what's coming. It's all in my mind. I fear what's coming because I can't control it or I don't know. It's like, it's, it's the opposite of having trust and faith in the Lord. It's, it's going, Good. Lord, I'm fearing because I don't believe that you're in my future. Taking care of me, taking care of my family, you know, taking care of the business that you told me to start, you know, years ago. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, moving forward, I think, you know, almost losing the business in 2020 to where we are today. Um, even when you have success, uh, Deuteronomy eight, even when, when I've given you everything and I've taken you to the promised land, remember where I've brought you from. Remember what I've given you. Remember that I am the one that gives you the power to make wealth. I am the one that gives you the power to be successful. And so, you know, I, it was funny because 2020, we almost lose the business. I made the decision and I said, nope, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to shut it down because it's tough. Uh, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to, I'm going to fight through this and we're going to get through this. And that was, man, that was, uh, what was that? October, see, June, July, October, somewhere around there where all this was going down. I had about a thousand dollars left in my business banking account. I had spent all the money trying to make the product, trying to get it out. I had about a thousand, just let's speak vulnerably for a minute. Yeah. I had about a thousand dollars in my bank account. I was stressed to no end. My yes was still there, but I was stressed out. Um, and I said, you know what? The only thing I have not done in this business is really focus in on our website, SEO, any kind of marketing whatsoever. We had never done any of that. And our website was was pretty basic at that point. I mean, you could purchase stuff on it, but it wasn't anything special. I think I made it myself, you know, and it was a Shopify website. Of some right. Sort. I had a friend here and, um, and his name was Matt. Great dude. Um, he, I, I, I knew he did marketing. I knew he did websites. I knew he worked on SEO stuff. So I called him and said, Hey man, um, this is my last ditch effort. I don't know what else to do, but this is all I can think of. This is, we haven't dove into this at all. We haven't, you know, mess with any of the SEO stuff. We haven't, we haven't done anything with that. Could you help me? And he's like, yeah, sure. It'll cost you $500 a month. And I said, well, I don't think that that's a bad deal. I've got a thousand bucks left. I'll give you 500 and just hope some more sales come in and hope that, you know, we keep going. Yeah, you can, can, we continue. Can make it. We can continue. And man, he came in and we, for about two months, we worked on this thing and uh, he built he built out the webs. We built out the website together and then he really honed the SEO stuff. And we just started SEO is a long game. So you, you know, we started mm -hmm. working on the, the basics in the beginning of it. And then I was going to continue to do it even after he stopped working for us. But, um, so we started working on that stuff. And then all of a sudden he calls me one day, it's about two months into it. He calls me and he says, Hey man, have you seen the website today? I said, no. He's like, man, it's exploding. I'm not sure what's going on, but I've checked all the traffic and everything coming in is legit. And so I was like, what if, what's, what's like a lot of traffic? You know? <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
And uh, he's like, no, it's like a lot. Like, I think it was, I think it was like nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock he had called me. And, and, uh, and at that point it was like, we'd had like 600, 700 visitors and it was like unique visitors. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, five people, you know, went there 10 times a piece. It was like unique Mm -hmm. visitors. We'd had like 600 and it was like, we were getting like 50 or 60 a day. I mean, it was small business and, and we were like, what the heck's going on? And so all of a sudden it was, we figured out there was a YouTube video that had come out and it was a, a guy in Nashville that had one of our desks in his studio. And there's another guy named Andrew Masters. If you, this is a shout out to Andrew because he's a good friend and he's incredible at what he does. And he, I've told him the story, but he, he, him, when he came into the picture, it was like the Lord used him to turn things around in, in our, in our relationship together. It's, it was amazing. I'll get to it in a second. But anyway, so this guy, Andrew Masters does a recording studio. He has recording studio tours. So he'll go to all these home studios and he'll film it all. And he does really great work. And a lot of people follow him. I think at that point he had probably 24, 25,000 subscribers on YouTube, decent channel, you know? And so, uh, he'd done a tour of this, of this, uh, studio called, um, I think it's called gray box studios. And they had one of our desks in there and they spent about probably 10 minutes of the video just talking about our desks. Mm. So it like, you know, these, these 25,000 subscribers he has plus, you know, whatever the views he had on the video. Yeah. Um, everybody started going to our website because they'd never heard of us. And all of a sudden here goes our websites exploding and people are purchasing and I'm going, what the heck's going on? You know, I'm getting tons of emails that, you know, that week and, and he's, and so we're, Matt and I are talking and we're like, well, this is amazing. He, Matt goes, you know what, for you, for our, our marketing thing, what we should do is reach out to him and we should partner with him, with Andrew and see if he wants a desk and see if maybe we can do a partnership together where you give him a desk for his studio. And every time he makes videos and stuff, he, you know, your desk is in there. And, and I said, man, it's a great idea. Let's do it. Uh, so we did that. And uh, that was he came out here, gosh, in October, November. Yeah, probably October of that year he came out here. And uh, he did a whole video tour of our shop and how we made it and of us. And wow. Started this relationship, man, and it just exploded. And, um, you know, going from going from famine, you know, uh, about to lose the business just a few months prior to um, October, November, December being, you know, just in those months alone, our revenue was what we had done in one month, what we'd done the whole year. Mm. And so, and it just exploded from there. That was 2020. Um, November, December were unbelievable. Uh, and then 2021, we quadrupled what we did all of 2020. And that put a lot of pressure on our, on our manufacturing. It put a lot of pressure right. on how we build these things and how do we scale. <laughs> yeah. And so the last two years, we've just been working on, how do we scale this business, but how do we make these things faster, keep the same quality? And, um, how do we hire more people? You know, how do we, how do we create a, a work culture that is honoring to each other, but is also, you know, gets work done. And we have people that are trustworthy. We have people that, you know, do good work and we can keep that same quality going, build them faster. How do we get new machinery in to help us? How do we automate things? How do we get things, um, to where we have machines doing a bulk of the work. Um, Streamlining in a way. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get machines to do a bulk Mm -hmm. of the work and that, and it takes the workload off of us Yeah. so that we can also get automated stuff to where it's perfect every time. Um, and it's doing it perfect more. Yeah. So, 
so yeah, so I think, and, and we can, and we can go somewhere else if we want to, but sure. just as a, as you know, entrepreneurship, business owner, you know, management, all that stuff is, you know, then it became, <laughs> then it became the last part of Deuteronomy eight. It became, okay, now the Lord is, I wouldn't say he took us into the promised land. This was another level. This was another test. This was, this was something. Do you, do I, do you still have my yes, Lord? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, don't forget when I've, when I've brought what I've, where I've brought you from. Don't forget how I provided when there was nothing. Don't forget how when everything around you seemed to be failing or seemed to be uh, not working or you couldn't control anything. Don't forget how I brought you to where you are now, you know, and, and, and he took us from, took us from that to two years later, you know, we've made, we've made more. I mean, it's not all about money, but we've made more money in the last two years than I, I've never made this much money in my life. And I'm not saying we're rich and wealthy by no, any means. No, but it's just the, the financial increase or the harvest, so to speak, Absolutely. of what you've sown is coming to fruition Absolutely. because of the diligent things that you've done to get there. Right. And some of those things are out of your control, which mm-hmm. we've already expressed. But I, I think there's a lot of validity behind you put in the work. Yeah. You know, a lot of people now in our culture and society are, oh, I want to do this quick fix thing to get rich overnight. And that none of that stuff lasts. Yeah. Like you may be able to get quick money, but that's also, this goes back to what you said earlier, which I can get fired up and filled up with you on <laughs> integrity and character. Yeah. When you're doing business and you truly value the relationship of your customer and who purchases from you and what they're purchasing, I don't want to just go do something just to make a quick buck. Right. Cause it's not sustainable. Yeah. I may get the one sale, yeah. but I won't get the follow up sales yeah. that go in or coincide with that. Right. So when we're looking at business and small business and entrepreneurship, it's, yeah. you know, you've got to be methodical in this. You've got to think out what's my plan. What's my strategy. And in these instances where in your case, you know, it did happen right at the right moment because of the things lined up and you positioned yourself the right place at the right time. I wholeheartedly believe that when you do those things and you meet right where you're supposed to, the timing, yeah. and I would say this, this is the Lord's timing Absolutely. Of, of saying, okay, Aaron, thank you for saying yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for staying faithful. Thank yeah. you for, for uh, ch- choosing to believe that there was more that I had for you, yeah. even though the voices in the world are saying, oh, you should abandon ship. Yeah. It's getting <laughs> rocky out right, there. Right, right, right. No, like yeah. there's a choice, there's a choice to be made. And I think that's something I would love, to, I would love to kind of shift a little towards. You mentioned integrity and character, you know, thinking in your perspective in these trials, you, you've, you've illustrated beautifully the decision of how we've, how you made the decision to go into entrepreneurship, what that was, what it took of you to do that, the time, the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears, as we would say, yeah. the energy, the commitment um, and then going into the challenges of facing this whole random thing. I don't think I've ever faced a pandemic in my life. I don't know about you. <laughs> nope, not at all. So that's something new for us in our generation that doesn't experience those things. But now we have it under our belt. Now we can approach and say, okay, how now we can know how to navigate adversity mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that some people don't know what that is. Yeah. And in your situation, in your experience, adversity, it can be one of two things. It can be something that's going to help refine you and define you uh, as a child of God and say, okay, this is who I am in Christ. Or it could be 
okay, man, adversity, I'm just afraid of something's going to happen to me or I'm going to lose all my money or my business is going to go down the drain or yeah. man, something's going to happen and better da, da, da. And w- what I like to illustrate in this scenario is, is that you're one person, right? You have two decisions. You have two places where you can put your energy and your focus. Either way, you're spending that energy. Yeah. What do you want more in mm-hmm. your life? And what do you want to pursue to get, whether it's fulfillment or just straight up just disappointment? Because yeah. that's all fear does in our life, right? <laughs> right. Um, and that's a personal testament myself. And I'm sure you could also hop on that that as yeah. well. Um, something you said that really stuck out to me was consistency. Mm-hmm. What do we do? If we don't know how to be consistent, what would you say has been a monumental piece for you as an entrepreneur, as a husband, as a father, how do you show up consistently every day? Yeah. Consistency is boring. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. That is, it's boring. It's not the fun stuff. It's not the shiny stuff. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not something that gets you up in the morning to go, oh man, let's go be consistent. Like nobody says that, right? It's the boring stuff. It's so funny because it's so true. It is. It's the boring stuff. Being consistent is, you know, to me, it is doing all of the things that I hate doing in the office. Uh, Returning emails. I hate it. Just, I love talking with people, Mm -hmm. but when there is a mountain of emails and you're like, man, I'm going to be here for like two and a half hours just typing on mundane yeah copy paste repeat but copy paste repeat <laughs> that's right you know thank god for chat gbt and you know in yeah and in, in, in uh in gmail um templates and all kinds of cool stuff you know that man i'm learning here really uh, the last gosh few months that like oh these are my best friends um but that's the boring stuff that yeah that that, that uh nobody wants to do that's how you but that's consistency. Mm. It's, it's showing up every day doing the boring stuff. That's also discipline. Yeah. You know that I think consistency, I, I think you can have consistency uh, without discipline, but I think discipline is, is like the character trait that mm. helps you um, use integrity in your consistency. It helps you to uh, stay on track and it helps you to like go, okay, I'm going to do these things consistency mm. consistently very well. Yeah. I'm going to make good decisions. I'm not going to make decisions, um, that harm my, my brand or harm. Uh, I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not going to, I mean, just, yeah, you have your fundamentals, yeah, and your foundation you pieces of fundamental stuff. What, yes. what you're going to use to kind of help move forward and keep things right. where they need to be. Right. So it's, it's consistency, discipline. I think those, those really work hand in hand, but it's the boring stuff. Sure. You know? I, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, the operations of your business. I think it has to do with, you know, showing up every day, regardless if it's fun that day or not, regardless of how many fires you're going to put out when right. you get there, it's being consistent. And I think you win. Um, Consistency is a long game as well. Sure. You know, um, so staying consistent, you, you know, I always, always say um, owning a business and, and, and doing this is, uh, it's tough. If, if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. Yep. And, um, but th- when you've risked, when you've, when you've risked really big, most of the time you're going to get a big reward out of it. And I think you can risk big and not have consistency and discipline and not get a reward out of that. And you'll close your business down or whatever you're doing will fail. 
And then you'll go, ah, see, I told you it didn't work. When really it's all of the boring mm. stuff that keep you going. Come on. It's all those small decisions you make every single day. And man, I'm telling you right now, like there's, I don't think it, I think everybody sees like you can go, you can go on Instagram and you can see all these like entrepreneur business type people and they're just giving these motivational things, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, I feel hyped up. I feel pumped, you know, it's emotional, to just, it. yeah, it's yeah. emotional. It's like, yes, those things help you. You like maybe win that day, but it's going to be the consistency and the discipline to keep going and mm-hmm. do those boring things every single day. You know, like who wants to sit there and like run numbers all day long to make sure, sure like your margins are actually what your margins are, you know, that you're, you're actually making the profit that you think you're making and you're not, you know, spending way more money or you're not, you know, taking out loans that are eating up your profit. So then you're, you're right. like going, I, I, I'm not making any money. Why am I not making any money? Or if I'm making, you know, 67, 80%, hundred percent profit on this price product, why do I not have any money left over at the end of the month? It's all of those things, you know? So it's, it's the boring stuff that people don't want to do. And, but that's what makes or break your business. It's the consistency in those things that, that you know, over time help you to win over time, give you the reward mm. for the risk that you've taken that a lot of people don't take. Yeah. You know? So it paints a, it paints a picture of, I think of whenever you're on a bicycle, you ever go mountain biking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have a bike, you have different gears, right. right? Let's say you're, you're on the flats, you're on the road, you're in, you know, second gear. I don't remember all the gears. It's been a while since I've ridden a bike. Right. <laughs> um, so don't butcher me here, yeah. but let's just say you start in second gear cause it's on flat terrain, right? You're pedaling. And then as the, the incline increases, you switch gears so that you don't have to pedal as hard. Right. You're pedaling with the same amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's that e- I mean, it's yeah. that simple. Like, yeah. That's it's the reason why the gears are there. Yes. <laughs> and so then it's, why do we try so hard as entrepreneurs to, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm also, you know, hitting myself with this. Why do we try so hard to reinvent the wheel when the gearbox has already been designed to help me? And it's like, there's like, just like what you're saying with templates and chat GBT, oh, yeah. all these things. I think if, and I'm even re- realizing this more so now than ever, the resources that are available to help us be more productive in a good way yep. to help with the mundane or the consistent boring stuff. Oh yeah. So then it's like, okay, cool. What took me two hours now takes me 30 minutes yeah. and I just got an hour and a half back That's right. and I can invest that into something else. I could see being more beneficial to help me go farther. Right. Allows you to, to work on the business instead of in the business. <laughs> right. So you can, you can get more things done working on the business that help grow and scale your business to make and, and either make more money, bring in more sales or um, help you to uh, build a, a thicker foundation mm-hmm. so that when you do bring on more, you you have a foundation that can withstand what you've brought on. Yeah. So, yeah, the consistency, man, is is key to to I mean, but that's key to anything in your life. Like, sure. And if you want to lose that's weight, that's applicable across the board. Yeah. If you want to lose weight or you want to bulk up or you want to, you know, live healthy, yep. you've got to be consistent by good. eating good foods and it's good. working out. It's the same principle. I mean, everybody's probably heard this a million times. You know, it's the same. It's the same standard, same principle. Be consistent, be disciplined, mm-hmm. do these things. You know, I hate waking up, waking up in the morning. I hate it. Yeah, I'm me like, too. man, I just want to like sleep in, you know, but man, the word talks about, and I, I, I mean, if I can just say this real quick, I'm nothing. My business is nothing. My life is nothing without the Holy spirit. I just can't 
I can't operate without it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the word says, <laughs> I think it's in Proverbs. He talks about basically I'll put it in a layman's terms. You're going to be broke if you keep rolling over mm. in your bed. You're, you're, you're not going to win if you keep rolling over in your bed. It's like, man, there's seed, there's seed time and harvest, right? Yeah. And, and if you, the word says, if you keep rolling over in your bed and you don't get out and put your hands to work, yep. plant the seed so that you can harvest it and get what you're supposed to be getting. Right. You're going to be broke. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have anything meaningful. I think a bug flew on my glasses. Hey there. Hey, here we go. Um, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's totally true. It, it's the way it's supposed to be. It's it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. That's the way the cycle is. So right. if you keep rolling over in your bed. So anyways, consistency, getting up in the morning, you know, and, and going and doing the boring stuff. It's a huge, huge thing to run a business, to be successful in life, to be successful at anything you're wanting to do. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's key. I love that. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, share this because I think it's, it's valuable. Um, there's also scripture. I think it's in Proverbs. It talks about the stables and how uh, don't let your stables be clean. Yeah. It, you know, it, yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. So, but just for, you know, visual, if your stables stay clean, that means you're not working. Mm-hmm. If your stables are dirty, then what does that mean? It means you have work to do right. and that you're doing, you're, you're utilizing the tools and the resources that you have to bring in that harvest or bring in the income mm-hmm. that you're wanting to do. And I love the fact that you said it the way you said it with those who keep rolling over will just eventually run out of whatever it is that they have That's right. because you're not you're not putting your hands to work. And yeah. I full heartedly believe that Lord's given us hands to work Absolutely. and to plow yeah. the ground. And as we do that, you said it perfectly and it beautifully illustrates the power of your story and how submission and just being like, Lord, I want to do something. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. And all in the response is do something so that he can bless the work. Yeah, that's right. We've talked about this a thousand times, man. It's like you, it's partnership. Yes. It's a partnership. The Lord, I think a lot of people will be like, well, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and the Lord just didn't do this. He didn't do that. Well, how about you pray, pray and pray. And then you actually go work and you put your, it's like, we yeah. always think a lot of times and it could be, it's just religion, but we always think like, well, we were supposed to pray and we're supposed to do these things. And then we'll watch the Lord do what he does. And sometimes sovereignly, sometimes he does the work and he says, okay, Yes, I'm that, laying that this can, out for that you. Can that happen. can happen. Most of the time, he's partnership. Right. He's it's saying communion with him. Exactly. He's saying, put your hands to work so I have something to bless. Yes. When you put your hands to work, I will partner with what you've done. I will I will give you favor and I will bless what you've mm-hmm. what you've put out there. Absolutely. I will if you build a business, put your hands to work, partner with me on it. Lord, here we are. Here's what I'm here's what I'm doing. Uh, and I, and I know that you'll give me favor and you'll bless it. Mm. Here's what I've done now. You, I know you're going to bless it and it's I good. trust that you're going to bless it. Yeah. You know? So that's me putting my hands to work. He has something to bless. It's the partnership there. And it's not me going, well, Lord, I mean, I've just been, I've been thinking right. about this thing forever and you're just not doing it. Thinking doesn't get you anywhere. I can be a testament to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Uh, that's a whole sto- another yeah. story and a whole nother episode of how this podcast came to be. That's right. But what uh, Aaron, I want to, I want to thank you one for being vulnerable and being uh, transparent about your story and your adventure and just your journey, because I think there's value in that. And there's people listening that need to hear that. Uh, that may be going down that road of like, okay, my business might be like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what that next 
this next week looks like the next month, you know, we've all, you've been there, you've experienced it. So what I would love to do is I would just take a a minute or so. And, uh, what would you share with somebody listening? That's a business owner, whether they have an or a nine to five job, whatever it may be that you would just share with the community that would build them. Yeah. I think Henry Ford said this, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I think so much of what we want to do in life or dreams, the things that we want to do um, start in our mind and then they manifest in how we see them to be, here's what we're going to do to do this, this, and this. But I think if we spend more time thinking and, and uh, thinking about the things that can be done right, the things that are right and not the things that are so negative or thinking about all the things that could go wrong or all of the things that will go wrong. Cause a lot of times we, we will say it. And then all of a sudden, Oh, well you knew that was coming because you said it, <laughs> you said it already. So you knew it was coming. So I think, I think so much of, of what we do, I think just as a, I think community is everything, but I think um, as a business owner in this community, entrepreneurship, I think, um, if we spend more time thinking positive, I hate saying that it's so generic in a way, but if we think positive and we think, you know what, this could be this way, or it could be this way. We could see a hundred percent return on that investment. We could Mm -hmm. see a hundred percent return on something we we dove off into in a marketing thing that we like, I don't know if this is going to work. We could think positive and we can go, okay, I believe it's going to work. And then I'm going to, I'm going to work and I'm going to do the things I'm going to research. I'm going to do all those things to, to make sure I'm making a good decision. And then I'm going to meditate and go, okay, Lord, I think this is going to work. Here we go. And it's, oh man, I hate diving off into this for a minute, but I am, you know, what you think the word says is what you think in your mind is actually what you are, what Mm -hmm. you think in your mind, you're going to manifest those thoughts, Yes, you know? And I think, you know, I try to, I try to meditate and meditate on the word, but meditate and, and just pray and ask the Lord for, you know, what do I need to be thinking? What do I need to be doing? What do I need to be, uh, what do I need to be thinking about to move what we're doing forward? How do I need to, um, how do I need to do whatever X, Y, Z tasks to make it beneficial to our business or to our employees or whatever? Uh, you know, and sometimes a lot of the, a lot of times the Lord will say, once you go invest somebody else, invest in somebody else, you know, uh, it's the, it's the sowing and reaping. It, it doesn't, it's not just with your money. It's also with your time. The Lord says, if you want time, go invest time. If you need money, go invest money, not invest money to get a return, but go give. Well said, go give, right? Mm -hmm. If you need time and that's the thing that you struggle with or you're lacking in your life, go give time. You know, it's the sowing and reaping. It's not just with money, you know? Um, And so I think community in this is everything. Community has helped me out tremendously being able to get alongside of other business owners to, to do this, this life together and to, you know, go back and forth with ideas. And, and so it's been, um, you know, it's been fun being a part of the Waco community. I think this is the, the, the first community that I've been a part of as a business owner that I've really invested in that I've been like, you know, it didn't start off that way. It was like, Oh, let's go be around a bunch of other cool people that own businesses as well and see what happens. And now it's been so life giving that I want to then in return Mm. give from what's been given to me. And so I try to stay consistent, right. Yep. In investing in those people, investing in, uh, in, in the community here in the community and business, you know, entrepreneurship, all that stuff. So I think if I were to say anything like, 
you know, like I said, the when I first started was whether you think you can or you can't, you're right, mm. you know, and, uh, and think that you can, because I think you're more capable of doing greater things than you can actually think. Absolutely. Yeah. I would a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Uh, well, Aaron, this has been a pleasure and a joy. Thank you so much for coming on the Matthew talks podcast. I'd love to give you a moment to share any social media. Do you have yeah. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anything like that? You don't share website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can check all our stuff. Um, websites, dangerfox.com, or, or you can go to Instagram. I think it's, um, danger Fox Inc on Instagram, Facebook. I think we're on there too. I don't run any of that stuff. That's, yeah, that's right. yeah but I think we're on there too. I think it's Danger Fox Inc or Danger Fox Co, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on all the socials. Go follow us. Um, go check out what we're doing. It's fun. We enjoy it. Um, we've had the opportunity. I mean, there's go check out 21 Pilots. We, our desk is in their studio. I mean, there's all over the place. There's, I think, Architectural Digest did, did a thing on 21 Pilots. Uh, on the drummer, I think, and our desk was on architectural. That's, they're legends, man. Wow. That was a huge monumental moment. Anyways, but yeah, go check out what we're doing. It's good stuff. Awesome. If you, if you need a desk, if you need rack equipment, stuff like that. Or Sorry, not rack equipment. Rack racks, plural. There you go. It if gets you have tricky equipment after and you need racks, it's beautiful <laughs> stuff. Everything we do is quality. Everything we do is built really nice and Anyways, that's it. That's Great. And it looks like you got awesome t-shirts too. So we do have t-shirts. I'll give Those you a plug for that. Soon. Those yeah, are awesome. These aren't on the website yet, but yet. they will be. And, uh, and they're pretty rad. Shout okay. out to shout out to Cameron. He, he runs our packaging and, and shipping department and he's a great designer. So he let's go Cameron he took care of this. So anyways, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you. Thanks again for joining the podcast Absolutely. and thanks everybody for jumping in on this new episode. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the Matthew Talks podcast. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram, or YouTube channel at Official Matthew Talks. And you can also find our website at MatthewTalks.com. And then don't forget to subscribe on any platform where you listen to your podcast so you can stay up to date. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.